Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. I'm Tyler Tischlar, filling in for Irene Watson with Reader Views. And I'm Victor Volkman with Loving Healing Press in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'd like to welcome all our listeners to episode number 119 in our series. Tonight's topic will be Writing as a Working Mom, and our special guest is Valerie Bradley Holiday, Ph.D. You can learn more about our guest on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. We'd love to hear your questions and comments about tonight's show. Please send them to info at authorsaccess.com. And now tonight, uh, Valerie is our special guest. She has a doctorate from Union Institute and University, a distance learning program based in Cincinnati, Ohio. Her specialization is social psychology. She has a master's in social work from Wayne State University and a husband and three sons and three adopted dogs. She has published two books, Places to be Blessed and Northern Roots. Her third book, to be entitled Elmwood, is in progress. Her first love is writing. She writes like some people eat popcorn. Her varying interests include art, singing, gardening, and reading. After being raised by her grandmother, Valerie put herself through undergraduate school by working as kitchen help and a certified nurse's aide. She has taught several classes in her field at the graduate level, later serving as adjunct professor at Northern Michigan University and currently as adjunct for online universities. As an active member of the National Association of Social Workers, she's been credentialed with the Academy for Clinical Social Workers. Her professional experience includes working with domestic violence victims and facilitating related support groups. Valerie has also worked as a career counselor at SUMI College, now known as Finlandia University in Hancock, Michigan. She has counseled abused and neglected children and families around Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Valerie is currently working on a book about Elmwood, an African-American community that was located near Crystal Falls, Michigan. Well, good evening, Valerie. Thank you. Yeah, welcome, Valerie. And I don't think we've ever had a a person talk to us about a working mom, uh, being a working mom, and also writing. And I, I understand you have a husband and three sons and three adopted dogs, plus all of those <laughs> uh, those career um, things that you do. So. I guess the first question is, where do you find the time to write? I I take every moment to write. When people when people usually take breaks to uh, go get ice cream, go get coffee, go I I take writing breaks. I use I use a lot of my free time to to write. It's just because I like it. I spend a lot of time at the library, um, either you know concentrating on writing and that, and then. Also, I you know I use some kind of old school techniques too. I carry carry a pad and pencil around with me, and uh, if, an, if an idea comes to me, I write it down. Um, although I do use the computer to to put my stories in, I still um, at times just sit and just write. So when you talk about carrying a pad around with ideas, I, I think of myself. I often. Uh, when I had my day job, I used to be scribbling notes on sticky uh, on uh, 
yeah, sticky pads or whatever all the time, stick them in my pocket to use later. So do you find yourself um do you find yourself using that pad a lot or do you do, do you, a lot of your ideas actually come to you when you're not physically sitting in front of the computer or do you find that that's when most of your writing gets done? Oh, I think that um well, you know, I've never really taken the time to um to take you know note on how, how you know when I start and when I end on my writing but i I will say what's really helpful when you i mean when you write is to when you have a pad, make sure it's got pockets too <laughs> because you don't always remember to take the pad around with you and um you know, I mean, I might jot something down on a napkin or some something else, but um, I would say maybe a, maybe a quarter to a half of my writing comes in that way, in an un, maybe an unplanned way, but um, and then the rest um, occurs by sitting at the computer and typing it out because that's where the revisions and you know the, the drafts get entered and the revisions get done. So, like, how much time do you, um, would you say you spend at the computer? Like, do you have a, a set schedule for every day, or do you, is it just whenever you can steal Amanda away from your family and all the other things you have to do? I'm I'm on the computer a lot. I don't know if you'd call me a power user or not, because I, I also teach for um, online universities, so I'm on the computer a lot already. And so... Well, I guess I I guess I'd use the computer the same way because <laughs> when I when I don't have a, a class or something that I'm I'm having to teach at that moment then I'm writing. So um I I don't know if I could tell you in terms of hours or minutes. I would say, you know, I mean probably anywhere from you know, I ten to twenty hours a week maybe if I had to say. But um I if I'm not working or I also like to bead and do things like that, then typically I am sitting and writing. So you, you but you don't have like uh you don't like tell yourself every evening from seven to eight I'm gonna sit here and write or or do you, or force yourself to say I have to write five pages every day or any anything along no, those lines. No, that I mean I did that when I was going to school <laughs> but um when I'm doing, I don't, for me, that doesn't help my creative process. Um, I might say that, yes, I, I want to get this chapter done this week, you know, and it does get done. Um, but to just say, I'm going to do this many pages, I don't, I don't think that would work for me at this point in my life. I don't think it would work. Let's see, I do have writing days. Um, usually uh, Wednesdays are my writing days and sometimes Saturdays as well where I'll go um, and meet with my Wednesday I go and I meet with my editor and then I stay and, I, and I'll write at the library I often do that too that's one of the okay. things that I do so you have some, some planning yeah there are there is some planning, planning. but um, I, I wouldn't you know for somebody that's really busy I mean, well, it, I guess it depends if, if it's if it's a person's way to to have it planned out and sit there and say, I'm going to do um, my writing from 
five to eight every evening. And if that works for them, then yes, go for it. But um, for me, I would I would tend to probably get frustrated if I did that because um, there's certain times of the day that are really busy in my household. Even if even if I'm not participating in the family process of living. I mean, I have my 20-year-old is still here at home, and he attends Northern. My 18-year-old is still at home. He attends Northern. And then I have a 10-year-old. And so um, I will say, okay, in general, I drop off my 10-year-old at school, and then after I drop him off, I focus on my, my work, my, my, um, te- my school, school teaching at the university. And then... A lot of my writing occurs in the evening or on my writing days. Like I said, they're typically Wednesday or Saturday or just when I'm out. Um, I just got to reviewing a chapter with my editor, and he says, wow, because I, I had to split it up. I had to split it up. I got part of it done at home, sitting in front of my computer, hashing things out, like, you know, you had said, and then the other part, I wrote in Walmarts while I was waiting for my tires to be rotated. And he said, that was better. So I think sometimes, um, it's, I think it's not always good to pressure yourself to try to write at that moment. It, it may actually suppress those create, creative thoughts. So that's why I suggest, you know, bring, you know, going old school and bringing a pad and paper and, and also making sure that you have a pocket in there because sometimes you don't bring the pad, but you might jot something down, like you said, on a sticky note or um, on a sheet of paper, just an idea. Um, and, um, you know, then you can put those little pieces of paper in the, in your pocket of your um, notebook because my ideas come from uh, everywhere. I'm working on uh, – Elmwood is um, – historical fiction, and although um, I do have a base for, for the book because the people actually live there, and I'm, I'm actually presenting a paper tomorrow at the Sondrager uh, Symposium on Elmwood, uh, a historical paper, um, the ideas about how they lived, what they did, um, come from, from, from experiences that I've had in taking care of my children. Um, things, interactions with friends, um, looking at, um, you know, soap making and stuff, and things that they did in the past. I mean, the ideas come from literally everywhere. I wanted to share with you, I, at one point I, I was, uh, I said, you know, I'm not sure I want to want to pursue this. I don't know if other writers go through that. Um, and I said, you know, and I said, well, I'm just going to take time off from it. And I did, and then my husband talked to me one day, and he goes, "Why aren't you writing?" <laughs> you know? So he he saw how important it was before I even did, and I think that's that has, like I said, it has to come from within, and um, that having that respect for for your craft. I guess. Mm. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense to me. That you you really you have to respect it yourself before before other people will. Um, when, when your husband said that to you, I'm, I'm just wondering, is, uh, do you feel that writing is 
like in some ways an escape for you from the real world, from dealing with, you know, your family issues and work and all that? Is it like a like a place where you, you reconnect with yourself then? Um, well, I know that I, I've, I've done a talk now on um, my first book, and um, I was actually offered to do a talk on Northern Roots. And I said, you know, uh, and that was at the Joy Center, and I said, I, you know, that Northern Roots would have never happened had I not written that first book, That Places to be Blessed which is about, about my life and about my mom who um, had schizophrenia and, and the challenges of going through all of that and abu- abusive uncle and, and just really coming from a place of being a victim and becoming, uh, you know, a survivor and then actually, you know, really coming into my own um, because I, I, I'm not sure I like the, the survivor term, <laughs> as it makes it sound like, oh, well, you know, you're just like floating in the lake or somewhere with this lifesaver around you. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, think, I think, you know, from, from coming from, from, from a victim to a survivor to actually standing uh, on solid ground with my own two feet and, and making decisions for myself, that kind, of, that kind of place wouldn't have happened if I hadn't written that first book and, and had that success of writing that first book because what I talk about in there is how you can take those challenging times that you've been through and learn from them. One of the things that my uncle would use was isolation, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, he was abusive, but isolation, which is, is, is just devastating for anybody. I don't care what age you are. But being in that, I was in my head a lot. I mean, I, 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 thought, I thought about thinking, even, you know what I mean? So, um, but that helped me de- develop that. So I wouldn't say um, writing necessarily is an escape, but I think with that one book, it was a function that took me from just feeling, I don't know, feeling, I'll just to be honest, feeling maybe sorry for myself or feeling that, you know, I can't, make a, a, a mark in the world that might be able to help other people to, to say, you know what, I can do this. Yes, it's a challenge, but I can complete this. And, um, and I wrote that book um, during the, while I was working on my doctorate. That, that's really not, that book is not my dissertation. That book is in addition to my dissertation which I completed, I completed the book after because um, we had to do a, some type of personal growth project. But it, it started out as this chart of, of just writing down things about my family and sequential order to, to that book where I took, you know, the folklore and talked about different difficult things in my life and saying, this is where I was, this is where I am. So I think writing is actually empowering rather than an escape. Okay. I was just going to ask how Valerie finds time for marketing and what kind of marketing activities she does. Yeah, that's, now that is the challenging. <laughs> I'm having to learn that. I'm, I'm still learning that. That's a process. The, the mechanical stuff, like getting the, I mean, I shouldn't say the mechanical stuff, but um, the, you know, getting the business cards, getting the posters up, Make, uh, making contact with people, that's the easy part. 
um, you know, advertising and and that that's a bit more challenging. I am working on developing my um uh expanding my um Facebook and and trying to use that as a vehicle. I'm trying to look at ways to um to market that uh, aren't aren't extremely costly because I um have to I try to put my money into the production of my books. Yeah. Um, I did want to make a point, a one point, and that is with all the busyness and the people and my pets and everything, one of the key things as a writer is, it, and I think it probably has to it would work with any profession, but one of the key things is being able to handle frustration. <laughs> you got to kind of laugh at it sometimes because... You know, there there are always going to be glitches and things that come up. And um, I will say this, uh, as far as writing goes, it's one of the, in, in one respect, it's one of the, it's challenging because, because you have to use your creative thought and you have to, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. But also, it's one of the easiest to do in terms of, you know, you, with the access to, to computers and pay, the, just a pen and just a pen and paper or a pencil and paper if you have somebody else that can type things in for you. So um, to get to get back on the horse, it doesn't take that much, but sometimes if you get frustrated, you can stand in your own way of your writing. So being able to handle that frustration and, and interruptions and things like that is helpful too, especially when you're working, you know. Absolutely. I'm with you there. I just published a book this week that had a typo on the spine. I won't tell you which one it is. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> and it's hard to let go of that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I could go on and beat myself up about it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> well, you, you can't because, I mean, and, and um, I mean, it's good to be, to, to want perfection, too. And we try to do our best to make that that book, quality, the last, well, Northern Roots, I resubmitted the manuscript, so I don't know if you can know how painful that is. But, <laughs> but again, I couldn't live with uh, the, the way it looked. I didn't care for the way it looked. But on the other hand, I didn't go, you know, browbeat myself and, you know, worry about it. I just got back into it and... Um, I think sometimes those types of things makes is what makes our writing better. Absolutely. We learn from it. I know you said you work with an editor. I wonder if you work with peer review groups or if you have other ways of getting feedback online or offline. I've never worked with a peer-reviewed group before. I'm not sure... Um, I mean, uh, oh, for my for my uh, academic work, yes. Right. For my academic writing, I had I had peers. Oh yeah, <laughs> it yeah. But um, for um, my books, um, I just I've just been working with with an editor. Great. I, I think right before the interruption, we were going to talk a little bit about self publishing and and your experience with that, uh, good and bad. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you can talk a little more about that. The thing about self-publishing is 
the level of quality of the actual product that you're wanting. And I've seen people that completely, that do a lot of self-publishing, and they mean they do everything from the, uh, from the beginning to the end, from, you know, from, from the writing of it to the, you know, the cover and everything. And um, some I've seen have been really, really good. And some I've seen, um, and, and this is not to discount what they're doing. I think it's great if it works for them. Whatever works for them is fine, but it may not look as polished as some publications. I picked a company. I don't know if I, can I say what the company is? Sure, go ahead. Um, sure. Okay. Well, I I I went through ex ex libris on the um, recommendation of a friend, and um, and I've been sticking with them so far, um, but they are still. I mean, for me, that I still have to like for the pictures that I used and that I still had to know software like um, Adobe. Elements or whatever in order how to crop pictures and um, download um, pictures and you know and, and being able to do that, I guess. It, but the thing with going through Ex Libris, the cost may be higher, you know. And then also when I want to order my books, there's a wait time. Whereas if I had all of that under my control, I might not have the wait time that you know. Uh, what I've heard people do is that they order all, a lot of books all at once at the beginning, and with them, you know, they it's it's more like print on demand, I guess. There's I just I just don't know if I could recommend one or the other because I guess it just depends on what they the like I said the level of quality and and also maybe what they want to do with the books if they're if they're if they're um, publishing books to share with. Um, their family and friends and, um, you know, they're, they're making like memento, memento pieces, then I think that having that book printing and publishing under the author's control is maybe a good thing. For me, I like being able to go through that process of getting the galley proof, going through the galley proof, um, having my editor look at it, having, uh, you know, even th- a third party look at it and say, you know, well, I see this, I see this, I see that. And then, um, you know, getting getting it to that final process. And that's what Ex Libris offers that I like the most. Is, is it, it, and that way it kind of operates more like a, you know, a publisher, even though I'm self-publishing it through them. Um, whereas, Valerie, in, in terms of um, being a working mom and self-publishing, mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking about in, ter- in terms of the financial part of it. Like, mm-hmm. do you and do, what? What does your husband play a role in helping you decide how many books to publish, how to go about publishing it? In terms of especially the cost. I mean, I, I know it. It's not cheap to publish books, and then when you've got you know, all of your family plus those dogs to feed. I mean, it, it must become, you know, it must They're little dogs. A little bit difficult. Well, that's all good. Three, all three dogs so definitely weigh about 30 pounds. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it, it's a bit of a challenge. It, it is a bit of a challenge. And um, I, you know, um, 
it, it is it is a bit of a challenge, and I like. But but when 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 he started to see that I was making sales and I'm starting to get a return on it, that helped. That helped. But um, uh, yeah, you know, we do. You know, just like you would pay a bill, you have to make financial decisions about you know how well how many books do I think I'm going to need. The other thing is too, um, trying to come up with techniques so that because part of my thing is I'm getting a little tired of always hauling the books everywhere. But I will say this: you need to bring books with you. You do a talk, bring your books. You um, you know, if there's opportunities where you can show your books, by all means, always bring what you what you have. But also, um, you know, bring order forms so, you know, people can order directly. I think that's important, too, because I'm – and then also um, on, on, on a recommendation – on your recommendation, Tyler, I did um, get my books uh, also converted to e-books so that people can buy books that way. So I, I'm not always having to – to um, do the direct sale thing, but the direct sale thing is helpful. But um, as far as uh, you know, how we decide, you know, I mean, I I have the ultimate decision on whether you know I'm going to purchase at that time or not. Great, thanks for that, Valerie. Uh, before we close tonight, I'd like to know if you have any uh, words of wisdom to share with uh, people who maybe thinking of writing or started writing and, and just stopped or, or any words of encouragement? Okay. Um, the biggest thing is, is um, and again, for working moms, is that write is, is to accept success. You know, once they have that book uh, published, it doesn't end there. And by this, I mean they have to be prepared to do public speaking. They have to be um, able to say, you know, to really uh, take charge of what they have written and um, be able to um, uh, set up speaking engagements, uh, making contacts to organizations to speak to people about their book. And um, because that was one of the things that once I was done with um, my first book, I was done. <laughs> I felt a little even done in, but, <laughs> but oh, yeah. um, it doesn't end there. You know, people start to have an interest. And then when I wrote the second one, people, some people have told me they like the first one better. And like, can we get that, that first one or can you do a talk about that? And so um, just to know that that's not, that the book is not the end product. They have to be able to um, do presentations and things like that. And if they, if they're not comfortable um, doing presentations, um, um, uh, and also, um, you know, they might, I, I don't, they don't necessarily have to know software to um, present pictures and things like that, but it helps. And so what I would say is if they don't have that skill, find ways to, to practice that skill. You know, maybe start out asking the public library, um, I have this book. Is it possible I could do a talk on this book? I mean, or, or contact local organizations and just, you know, it might not always be a paid-for opportunity, but it's an opportunity to um, hone hone your skills because um, 
it's it's not about just just the writing unless you I mean some people do hire other people to speak for them but I think it's more personable personal I think people um, react better to your books when you're out there doing it yourself that's what I'd recommend great that's that's great words of encouragement now uh, do you have a, uh, a website or email address that we can share with our listeners who will be interested in learning more about you um, I have I'm on Facebook but I also my email address is V B R A D H O L at M S N dot C O M Great, and thanks for sharing your time with us. And on behalf of Irene, who couldn't be here, we are really, uh, really happy to have you on our show. Yeah, well, I really appreciate it, too. And I do apologize for the phone thing. <laughs> That's one of those things where there was a family, you know, well, somebody must have been on the phone chatting. And, you know, it was only in the <laughs> charging for a few minutes instead of, instead of hours like I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's always a struggle. That, that's part of that's uh, yeah. That's part of the thing, you know. You gotta sometimes uh, you know, people really do have to roll. Well, you're a writer. Tyler's a writer. We know you have to sometimes just roll with what you have. Right. But you never know where those contacts are going to come from. Where uh, you know that really launches an interest in your book. And so you have to have that willingness to be open and, and have that ability to um, articulate what you are wanting for yourself as a writer, not just in your book, but for yourself, too. Amen. Okay, you've been listening to another podcast edition of Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. You can learn more about our guests on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. Stay tuned for our next installment when Tom Wanick presents Currencies That Buy Credibility for Your Book. We'd love to hear from you about tonight's show. Please send us your questions and comments to info at authorsaccess.com. Authors Access is a joint production of Reader Views Incorporated and Loving Healing Press. And for Superior Book Promotions, this is Tyler Tischler in Marquette, Michigan, filling in for Irene Watson of Reader Views. From Loving Healing Press, this is Victor Volkman in Ann Arbor, Michigan, wishing you all a good evening.